Welcome to the Pop on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, an actual thing worth a Google. And this is episode 290 of the podcast. Very yes, it is impressive. And very excited about today. We're going to be talking about um, Saturday Night Live and funerals and the Falkland Islands. Okay. We're going to be talking about the Scorpion King 3. Okay. And Killmonger from Black Panther. Uh, it's going to be a very exciting show. I'm trying. I'm going for a slightly different thing this this week and going forward because I always want to write these big, huge monologues and these these do these funny news bits. But I'm, what I'm trying to do instead is for Act One to to focus less on here's this monologue I wrote, here's this bit about the news, and instead go for. Here are discussions. Here are open-ended conversations and not so much writing. So that being said, the only person that's pressuring me to to write massive things for the podcast is me. True. In my head, but I'm working on clearing out my head and being comfortable. Anywho, are you ready for today's podcast, Bunny? Yes, I am. I'm just I'm just going to come out and I, I know we, we haven't gotten to this week's movie yet, but I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm, I'm rooting for moon Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I'm rooting for I know the I know the characters that ABC wants me to root for, but I'm rooting for the guy who's like, hey, there's two classifications of people, the rich, pretty people in the castle and you working in the mines. Hey, this is unfair. Yeah, I mean, Bernie Sanders is the only person who I give a crap about. (laughs) Bring out my head. Anywho, anywho. Anywho, I thought Medusa looked all right. I mean, if you Medusa's ridiculous character, so if you're gonna do Medusa in live action, that's pretty much how she would look. Anywho, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I came down on that. It, it was like, it was like, all right, this is stupid, but yeah. I mean, I mean, the the whole the the comic book characters themselves. I never particularly liked the Inhumans because I thought they looked ridiculous. I already thought they were ridiculous. So when I saw the 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 TV show, I'm like, hey, they look ridiculous. But also, that's not much of a stretch. No, from what they were in the comic books. Anyway, anyway, that's Act Three. We're in Act One. Okay, let's do this. Hey. Yes. Do me a favor, okay? Let's have a conversation. Okay. Okay? Do me a favor. Right now, right off the top of your head, Bunny, describe the Criterion Collection to me. Describe the Criterion. Uh, Criterion is trying to fill a niche in the home video market uh 
by being the more pretentious of DVD Blu-ray offerings. Okay, that's pretty good. That's a good description, I would say. Well, according to Bing, because I Bing things instead of Google, because I want to be different. Anyway, according to Bing, the Criterion Collection was created to cultivate, and I quote, important classic and contemporary films. Yeah, that's, such as, that's their such guys. As, yeah. Such as, and I have a list of the important classic and contemporary films yes. that the Criterion Collection cultivates, okay? Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. Okay, an important film. Uh, David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Okay, yes. Yeah. Also a very strong, very important film. Fellini's La Dolce Vita. Oh, an important milestone in the history of movies. Ingmar Bergman's A Ship to India. Oh, yes, of course. And uh, the last one on my list, just as important as Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, Michael Bay's Armageddon. Yes. Bunny, discussion time. This one comes from melmagazine.com. I have no idea what melmagazine.com is or what it's trying to be, but it has really good long articles that I really like reading. And uh, the headline of melmagazine.com's article is, Why the hell is Michael Bay's Armageddon part of the goddamn Criterion Collection? Uh-huh. Because what the Criterion Collection is, as opposed to what the Criterion Collection pretends to be, are not the same thing. The Criteria Collection, like, is a good thing because they are putting out a superior product where they have interviews, deleted scenes that that other companies do not get for their DVD or Blu-ray releases. So they put together a better package for the disc but it has become perceived as Seven Samurai or Papillon or something like that. But no, a lot of crap gets Criterion releases. They're just good releases. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's nice to get features that you could not get anywhere else for Tank Girl. You know, I I want a, a large amount of money so I can buy the Godzilla box set that they just released, yeah. and it's the entire like like I knew that like okay Godzilla is going to be on the Criterion Collection and it's going to be the Japanese language version and they're not going to have the English language version with Aaron Burr and it's going to have like documentaries and a book about the character's importance but no they released the entire Showa era of Godzilla films. Everything from 1954 to 1975, including the Japan, the original Japanese version of King Kong versus Godzilla. And even like some of the really shitty ones, like Godzilla versus Megalon is on there with Rex Dart, Uh Eskimo Spy. And I love the idea that like Godzilla versus the Smog Monster is a part of the Criterion Collection. Yeah. You know? That's important to me. Yeah. 
But the way that I see Armageddon is a real piece of shit. I don't like Armageddon. It's a a piece of shit. I like Armageddon for what it is. is. I like Armageddon for what it is, for what it's supposed to be. It's not trying to win massive awards, you know? I just don't understand why you can't train insanely smart astronauts to also be drillers yeah instead you have to find these backward hick drillers and teach them to be super smart astronauts i don't understand that but the man directed the two worst teenage mutant ninja turtle movies yeah and that's a lot fucking nasa they could figure out how to drill a goddamn hole yeah Ridiculous. The way that I see Armageddon being a part of the Criterion Collection is uh, the pod, doing the podcast is really good for me because I, I always do this. I have this routine where it's like, okay, I am done writing the podcast. Now I'm going to uh, get ready to do the podcast and we're going to be doing the podcast soon. And Hey, we're going to do the podcast and we're about to do the podcast. And then right before we go live, I go, okay, we're right. To, we're about to do the podcast and shit. I haven't eaten all day. And then I rushed the easiest thing that I can make. And so Act one is always me doing the podcast and also eating because the podcast has reminded me to take care of myself. That's a good thing. Yeah. The uh, the way that I see Armageddon being a part of the Criterion Collection is... But but with that being the case, maybe instead of considering the first part of the podcast, Act One, maybe we should just call it Brunch. That is a good idea. Yeah. Brunch. Yeah. Brunch. And then the second half and then the shocking finale. Yes. Yeah. I like that. The way that I see prestige. the prestige. <laughs> That's good. I like that. The way that I see Armageddon being a part of the Criterion Collection is I was reading a book about SNL, about Saturday Night Live. And they said, oh, hey, a lot of people come up to me and they're like, hey, it's really cool that you had this indie artist on. It's really cool that you had this indie band on. And uh, why don't you do that anymore? Why don't you do that all the time? And uh, the the producer guy, whatever that was being interviewed, said that um, – we can't have that all of the time. Otherwise, no one would watch the show. So in order to have the indie artists, we need the occasional Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. Okay. You know? So it's like, hey, you're releasing these Ingmar Bergman films, but also what pays to keep the lights on? You also need to release Armageddon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I I think that's why Armageddon is a part of the Criterion Collection. But uh, I, don't... I I would agree. Well, again, like I said, they they the Criterion Collection <clears throat> releases a lot of crap in the yeah. best way possible. You know, but 
it, it's more like we like the idea of the Criterion Collection than what the Criterion Collection is. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Don't make, like, make it sound like I'm really bitching on it. I mean, they're better releases than we get anywhere else. They're nicely yeah. done, you know? So yeah. if, if you're an Armageddon fan, you're really getting something with the Criterion Collection. But it's still motherfucking Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is oh, not an important film. This is not an art film. <laughs> this is not some kind of theatrical movie achievement yeah. that is being honored by being on the Criteria Collection. Yeah. But if you're a fan of the movie, the Criteria Collection is the way to go. I would like a like I would like a really nice Scott Pilgrim Criterion Collection. Oh. That would be worthy of a Criterion Collection. I'm trying to think of what modern movies would warrant a Criterion Collection and not automatically say Midsommar. And somebody out there would be, see, would be saying, how the fuck is Scott Pilgrim getting a Criterion release? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that'd sell through the goddamn roof. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to discuss this. Armageddon's a part of the Criterion Collection. That's a bit weird. Yeah. That is a bit weird. I would like to see like a subsection of the Criterion Collection just for like the Criterion Collection release of Mac and Me. Yeah. You know, and just do like a subcategory of here are movies that would never be considered a part of the Criterion Collection. We're going to give them a Criterion Collection. Here's the Criterion Collection of the room. And Here's just kind of, yeah, and just kind of be it, be be it like like. All right, here's the Criterion release. This is as good as it gets. This is Mac is yes. Mac and me. This is as good as it possibly gets. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be down with that. I'd be all right with that. That's a great idea. I remember something that used to give me a laugh back in the day, especially listening to these two hillbillies do a podcast called Dead Pit. When Blu-ray was first getting hot and it was first getting big and everything was getting a Blu-ray release and everybody mm -hmm. would... I, I remember them reviewing and saying how good the Blu-ray release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? Did it look grimy, grimier and even dirtier? I mean, like, what, what, what's the gauge for something like that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like, um, like, I can't imagine, like, a, I couldn't imagine seeing a really beautiful high def like 4k restorative version of it came from hollywood right right exactly yeah, you know i always watched that on uhf and when i wasn't watching it on uhf i was watching a, a beat up vhs cassette tape yeah. i would put it in a goddamn machine i can't imagine watching a good version of that yeah and if we're talking about certain movies like 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Night of the Living Dead or anything like that, if you give it this really clean, crisp, aren't you taking away from the movie? Yes, you are. You absolutely, you, you absolutely, is. you're right, is what you are. 100%. I mean, I mean granted, these movies are shot this way because they just didn't have the money, but they then then turn that into an artistic expression where that is how that fucking movie looks now. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. So if you clean it up and make it pretty or anything else, it's like, uh, no, you're, you're actually hurting this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Anyway. So that's, that's our criterion collection bit and, and, and cut on that. Yes. I'm going to do something different here. I, I'm going to tell you a story. About a man named Jay? I, I, no. I, I, I believe I've told parts of this story before, or maybe the full story before, but I wanted, I, I, I've been trying to call my parents regularly and text them and send what, them pictures and stuff ever what, ever what, what did you call them <laughs> i it's it's just you know i got the i got the coronavirus when i got the coronavirus i was like oh my god there's a possibility that i could die i i i am really facing mortality and i made a list of people who i wanted to talk to and people i wanted to call and people i wanted to send a letter to and then when i was finally done with my list i'm like Oh shit, my parents. Maybe I should <laughs> Maybe I should talk to them more. So I'm just trying to talk to them more. You know, it's, but but my dad still won't talk to me. Yeah. He just won't and and the reason why he won't talk to me is some ridiculously petty crap. And I just wanted to tell this story again. Okay the podcast so this is why my dad doesn't really talk to me he's talked to me two maybe three times in the last decade yeah. but beyond that he doesn't really talk to me and this is primarily the reason why okay so in may of 2009 my grandmother died she was um i think 86 or 87 years old and she died. She was technically American because she was on the American side of the fence. But uh, but no, my 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 grandmother only spoke Spanish and she died and she wanted to be buried in her uh, family's plot, which was in Mexico in the middle of nowhere. We had to drive an like two hours into a field and there were we got like two flat tires and there were cows everywhere and we went like deep into the desert in the middle of nowhere to bury my grandmother uh so my grandmother died and we were living in sacramento at the time and my family is just you know my wife and we were just like okay well we can go i i can take some time off of work and you can get time off and we can go and so i i call my parents and we're talking about the funeral and all that. The funeral is going to be at this time. And, uh, and I was like, yes, well, my whole family is ready to go. Dad, my whole family is ready to come to, uh, to, to Mexico to be there for the funeral. And my dad said, well, Stevie, uh, 
it's just a family thing. It's not, you know, it's just close family and that's it. You don't have to bring your whole family and all of your kids. Just you come. They'll un- your, your family will understand, Stevie. It's, it's just a family thing. It's not a big funeral. Just just close knit family. And so we can we can we can pay to fly you down and 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 you can stay with us and we'll go down just just us and, and, and you. And it's just a family thing. And your your family will understand. So I had to like go and talk to my wife and kids and tell them, hey, my grandmother died and there's a funeral. You're not coming. Yeah. It's just a family thing. And so I, 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 I fly to, I take a train. I took a train from Norman, Oklahoma to Dallas, Texas. And then I took a plane from Dallas, Texas to Phoenix. And my parents picked me up. And then uh, we spend the night in Phoenix. And then the next day we drive to Douglas, Arizona, which is right on the border. And I I see all of my family and my massive amount of cousins and, and all of these distant family members. And I'm seeing all my cousins and it's like, hey, uh, Javier, I haven't seen you in a long time. And he's like, oh, yeah, hey, how you doing? Where's your family? Hey, so this is my best friend. His name is blank. And this is my girlfriend. And this is my girlfriend's friend. And this is my girlfriend's friend's friend. And just everyone has brought their entire extended family. And I'm here by myself. And I'm being asked over and over again, hey, where's your wife? Hey, where's your kids? And that's when it hit me that it's like, oh, this isn't just a family thing. For whatever reason, my dad or my family, or my mom and dad, but probably just my dad, just didn't want the rest of my family at the funeral. Yeah. And that's a dick move, but whatever, I'm there. It's the funeral. It's very sad. We go and visit my grandfather. He's 98 years old. He's living in a home. He has Alzheimer's, and he does not remember that his wife died. Real depressing. He was 98 years old and I was able to see him like get on the internet and use Skype. And that blew my mind that like you were so old anyway. So I go back home and I'm a little bit upset about the funeral, but life goes on. So then in December of 2009, my grandfather dies. He was 98 years old. And this time I just, I put my foot down and I'm like, honey, we're going. No matter what happens, we're going. So I call my parents and I'm like, hey, my family will be there, you know, in in a couple of days. And my dad tries it again. And he's like, oh, well, Stevie, this is going to be just a family thing. Why don't just you come? And it's well, like, what no. What the fuck is his problem that he do- he apparently doesn't want your family there? Yes. It's his fucking yes. problem. I don't know. I All I can assume is that my my father, for whatever reason, didn't want my white wife and my freaking kids to be at the funeral. I, I don't know why. My dad's just a dick. Yeah, so he's not talking to you because he's a dick. So, yeah. 
So, so I'm like, no, the whole family's coming and they're like, well, we can't afford to fly all of you. We can only afford to fly you. And it's like, well, fine, we'll fly ourselves. We'll, we'll drive, we'll walk if we have to, but we are all going. And they're like, well, we can't get you a hotel. We can't help you. We can't get you a place to stay. We're not going to help you. We're not going to give you any assistance. And it's like, that's fucking fine. We don't need any. We'll go ourselves. And we tried to get a rental car, but then we couldn't. So we ended up just taking our crappy ass car and driving from Sacramento to San Francisco to L.A. to Phoenix, Arizona in our horrible van and then from Phoenix to Tucson to Douglas to freaking Mexico and back for the entire funeral and after that my dad just stopped talking to me and I would call and I would I would call them and and try and talk to them and it was always the same thing my mom would answer and they'd say oh I'd have I'd have your dad talk to you but you know he's off jogging or he's taking a bike ride or oh he's taking a nap or he's really busy or he's not here right now it was always some excuse but my dad just wouldn't talk to me since then my my dad has only talked to me two or three times once when the robbery happened once when I was fired, and I think the, the third time might have been when I got the coronavirus. So to be clear, my my father just doesn't talk to me because he's upset that my family exists. Yeah, that's what it I'm, sounds like. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why you, my dad. You tell your mom that I said he's a dick. Yeah. Okay. I'm not losing a lot of sleep over my dad not talking to me. You know? Yeah. It's fine. I just wanted to tell the story. I just wanted to 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 say it out loud. It's been a while since I've said this out loud. My dad's not talking to me. He he's a grumpy douche. Yeah. There you go. But it was a really nice uh, funeral for my 98-year-old grandfather. I worst, uh, worst Disney film ever. Yeah, the animation yeah. was horrible and grumpy douche. Yeah, Steve and the Grumpy Douche. The Snow White spinoff. Yeah. Uh, so so that's the story. I, I if anything, I find it. Uh, kind of hilarious, you know? Yeah. Like, what a weird reason to not speak to your youngest child. Yeah. Like, what is going on inside of your head? <laughs> That's weird. Eh, but I'm fine. I'm living. I'm living my life. I'm living my truth. And cut on that. Yes. We still have a full show to get to. We need to do bunny versus. We need to discuss the Falkland Islands. We need to discuss uh, uh, IMAX. We need to discuss IMAX. We need to discuss Moomy Sanders. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. I concur. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this. Do 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 and break.
these posts in the rants and raves section of the Oklahoma City Craigslist page because it, I, I guess it's just justifying my beliefs. People are horrible. The headline is USA and Mexico. God, okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to keep a positive attitude towards this. I was visiting with a blood relative who was married to a Mexican... And the relative brought up Trump and the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go Trump, go, baby. Build that beautiful wall. So happy to be a brown-skinned individual. In the Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so uh, welcomed and invited. Just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. It's like, man, they make sure to put their sights on me first. It's like I have red dots all around me from their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm going to get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. I'll start saying y'all. I need I need to go whiteface. I'm gonna live here any longer. Really excited about that. Here, morning, the future. 
song I'm going to be playing for you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't finished the song yet. I haven't finished it yet. It's a work in progress. But I, I think I have enough that I can play it for you here. Uh, it's a good song. So far, I, it's pretty good. Uh, please be nice in the comments. Please be nice. You know, because it, you know, it's not 100% done yet. It's a work in progress. If you guys could just, you know, be nice. You know, I would appreciate that. So, uh, here you go. This is, this is what I've got so far. I call it Unrequited Petals of Tomorrow's Yesterday. That's what I call it. And, uh, uh, this is, this is how it goes. <clears throat> That's all I got so far, and um, I think it's a good beginning. I think it's, I think it's a good start. And uh, if you have if you have any if you have any requests, uh, you know, let me know. And uh, yeah, talk to you later. Yes, Lord. Is 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 that you, Lord? Yes, Lord. I understand. Kill the infidels. Kill the infidels. Yes, my lord. I will obey. As soon as I get out of here.
Anybody want a peanut? Come back next week, and I'll go give you all the peanuts you want. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. I don't know if that frightened me or turned me on. <laughs> uh, Good either way, baby. Yeah. Bunny. Yes. Are you ready for America's favorite podcast segment? The Pope on uh, the Pope on Film presents Bunny Versus, starring the incomparable Bunny Williams. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you psyched? Are you jazzed? Are you primed? Are you ready? Ready and raring to go? Ready to do it? Ready to do it to it? Are you ready, Bunny? Are you, are you excited? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you amped? Are you ready to do this? Yeah, all right. All right. Well, without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus. And now here is your host. Williams, take it away, Bunny. Cancun is beautiful this time of year. Yes, 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 yes. So I hear. So I hear. I was kind of amazed that, like, like, First, there was this thing that came up with the mayor of, what, Colorado City, Texas? Yes. Who wrote that horrible fucking Facebook post about how lazy Texans are because they aren't doing anything. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know what? This dude really needs to be mentioned on the show. This is like asshole of the fucking week. And I even grabbed his memes and shit. And I, I looked him up on, on, on Google and everything. Like I was going to make a whole little bit out of him. And then Ted Cruz just had to fucking top him. (laughs) Congratulations, Ted Cruz. For grabbing the headlines for being an even bigger piece of shit than Ted whatever his fucking name is. Yeah. The best part about the Ted Cruz debacle, the... No, not Tim. Timothy. Something like that. Yeah. The best part about uh, uh, Ted Cruz flying off to Mexico or whatever is that once people heard about it, they rushed to his home so that they could protest when he arrives... And once they got to the home, they realized, holy shit, you left your fucking dog? <laughs> your tiny little yappy, yappy dog? You just left it in the in the powerless, heaterless home, freezing to death? Damn, dude. What the fuck? And it's astounding to me to think of, like, of all the fucking fuck-ups that Ted Cruz has done in his life, that it might be this that does him in, you know? Yeah. It's weird. But hey, any way we can get him. 
Yeah, that, that was crazy. Did you hear about the women? Uh, I think it was two days ago. These two women, like in their 30s, tried to pose as grandmothers so that they could get the virus. They could get the the they could get the shot. Yeah. How awesome was that? Yeah, that was also pretty great. Yeah, that's some supervillain kind of shit going on there. Yeah. I like to think that they were both just made up as Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> you know? They have they have a cool whip on their faces. Hello. For some yeah. strange reason I lost your camera and I don't know why. That's interesting. Yeah, I see that there. Uh you can still hear hear me, yeah? Oh, yeah, and I still got your picture in Zoom. It's just huh. not getting on the stream for some stream. That's message. weird. That is weird. Huh. I'm here. Yeah, you're this here. Is, this, is, this is the first time that it hasn't been like, uh, uh, like, this is the first time in a while where it hasn't been like glitching out and everything on my side. So I was really oh, proud nice. of it. Yeah. And a big shout out to everybody out in the chat room. Yes. I definitely saw Christian. Thanks for coming by, buddy. We spoke on the phone earlier this week. Just kind of chatted. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then Yay. Uh, there's also Sean Binghamham. He's like a friend of Bruce Noble's. And yes. he made a movie that Bruce Noble's in. Sweet. Attack of the Bruce Nobles. Yes. Yes. Exactly, yeah. which is on Amazon Prime right now. It's Zomcatcher Contagion in Central City. So, nice. So check that out, and I'm kind of planning on seeing if maybe I could do an interview with him sometime Sweet. soon. Sweet. Um, but how are you while I work on your camera and see what I could do? Uh, how am I? How has this week been? Um... Let me tell you what pisses me off, Bunny. Let me tell you what pisses me off. We got like six inches of snow. And then the next day, we got six inches more. And there was just an insane amount of snow and ice. And and the thing is, is that Oklahoma is known for like insane wind that comes sweeping from the plane, obviously. Yeah. So... So uh, not only is it snowing, but also just an insane amount of like living in Oklahoma, you just get used to 30 to 45 mile an hour winds that will try and lift you off your feet and move your car around. Yeah. So it's even worse when there's an when there's like eight inches of snow dropping from the sky. So it's snowing like crazy and there's ice on the roads and people are losing power and some people don't have water and everything's going to shit. But everyone still has school. <laughs> because kids don't get snow days anymore thanks to virtual school. Yeah. And it's like, hey, there's no power and we're snowed in and there's no heat. Okay, so I'm going to need you to read page 302 to page 307 
And then I've got discussion questions. That's fucked up that kids don't get snow days anymore. Even if my kids were going to school, actual school, because I virtual school them, they're doing virtual school. Even if they were going to the actual school, they would be, okay, there's no class today. So be sure to log in and do your work on Seesaw or Zoom or whatever. So, so just kids don't get days off anymore for snow days. And that pisses off. That pisses me right the hell off. What's the point? It's just so upsetting to me. They're like, hey, you have no water. You have no power. Still, your kids are doing school. Like, what the hell? It's so upsetting to me. (laughs) I've been so pissed off. You know, we lost power like like once or twice, and our right now we're on a we're on a boil water advisory. No, it's a it was a mandatory water boil mandate, and now it's a precautionary water boil advisory. So I think that's better. Yeah, sounds better. But, but apparently a lot of people in this town uh, still don't have power and a lot of people still don't have um, uh, water at all. So I guess we're lucky on that front. It's just, it, it, it's just there's so much snow that the kids shouldn't have school. But because of virtual school, no one gets snow days anymore. So the kids still had to go to school. But there was a block in my mind where it's like, we usually start now. Eh, I'll have them start school later. Like, it, it, it wasn't that the kids didn't want to do school. It was that I didn't want to do school for them. Yeah. This is just ridiculous. You should be bundling up and playing outside in the snow is what you should be doing. That's right. And then coming in, warming up under blankets in front of the TV, watching cartoons. You shouldn't be learning fractions right now. <laughs> really, I got to get you back. We can't have the Pope on film without the fucking Pope. I'm going to shut down the Zoom and send you another invite. Okay. Okay, so just stand by there a minute. Okay. everybody it's me Dabney the fucking alien we're having some technical difficulties we're working on it leave me alone jeez you'll be right back man They are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Hi, everybody. It's me. Dabney. The fucking alien. We're having some technical difficulties. We're working on it. Leave me alone. Jeez. 
You'll be right back, man. Hi everybody, it's me, Dabney, the fucking alien. We're having some technical difficulties, we're working on it, leave me alone. Jeez. We'll be right back, man. They are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Hi everybody, it's me. Dabney. The fucking alien. We're having some technical difficulties, we're working on it. I just put up my technical difficulty screen, so there you are, you back? I don't know what the fuck happened. Zoom just... It just lost track of the Zoom camera for some fucking reason. Yeah, that has never happened before. No. That was back. weird. We, we see you in all your glory. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so no so, snow days. Yeah, so no snow days. It, 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 it's deeply upsetting. I had a hard time teaching the kids this week. But we taught them and that has been my entire week it, it finally today finally the the last amount of snow it's weird because it got to negative 18 degrees Ooh, yeah it got cold here too quite a lot like down there as well i just didn't keep yeah. track yeah it got down to negative 18 and that's just like a ridiculous amount and then today it's like 55 degrees, sunny, beautiful day. Yeah. Tomorrow it's going to be like 60 or 62. Like, it, weird. Yeah. Weird ass shit. So that's dominated the entire, that's dominated just the entire week. So that's been, that's been exciting. Hooray. I've gotten a, a lot more subscribers on YouTube over yeah. the past, yeah, over the past 28 days. I've gotten about 35 subscribers. Nice. Which is really good for me and my weird channel. So that's good. What are some uh, of the ones that you've done this week? Some of the ones that I've done this week? Um, in the last video I did, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable being more of myself. Yeah. The, in the videos that I do for kids. So, so the last one I did, I read a, a Mickey book about technology and died. Yes. Okay. I, I was really that. proud of that one. Um, 
the one the last one I was really really proud of was the Muppet Quiz. Oh, the Muppet the Quiz! Witch. I took the fucking Muppet Quiz. I'm Rolf. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I was really proud. I was really proud that I did three different quizzes, and I for each quiz I got the exact person who I wanted to get. Yes, so that was a big win. And also technologically, I was finally able to get like a picture in picture, and I thought it looked really good. Uh, I slowed down the PBS Dragon Tales theme song by seventy five percent, and it turns into an evil, frightening, like satanic chant. Yes, I saw that one as well. Liked that one. Bake in the game. That was one of my favorite video games that we've ever done. It's just a game where you have to throw pieces of bacon on things. And I started singing and it was, that was really fun. We did a taste test for Oreo chocolate eggs. That, that I didn't see that one. Yeah, that one was really good. And then like uh, my video of uh, Oklahoma snowmageddon, I just went outside at the exact same time on the, yes. this past Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and just, tracked the weather and then i snuck in a, a little pro climate change message in that video that i was really proud of and that's been seen a bunch and i think that 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 might be the reason why more people are subscribing to me but yeah i'm getting more subscribers so i'm really happy about that yes that is that is nice yeah that is nice so i only missed one i'm a good viewer yeah, no, you're a good viewer. Uh, we're, we're, there's a slight possibility that we might get the, the, the vaccine soon. Really? Yes. Nice. Because Natasha used to work with an, uh, she's in a new job now, but her last job was working with autistic children and yeah. she would she was, she was an in-home worker and so she worked inside the home of this uh family uh here in oklahoma and they are native and so apparently the the they have a different vaccine rollout than the rest of america does the different uh tribal lands and whatnot and right now they're opening uh, their vaccinations to um, tribal member family and friends. Yeah. So there's a possibility, however slight, that we might that because Natasha used to work with them that that, that we might get the virus the the vaccine early. I'm not I'm not uh, super excited, but I got my fingers crossed. That might be nice. You know. Yeah, I'm just uh, like I I just feel safe as a kitten, you know. So like, yeah, I, I I mentally have myself at the at the bottom of the list, like yeah. one of the last people who really need this virus. Uh, unless I get coronavirus, then I'm completely fucked. But like, yeah. I don't go anywhere. And Jeannie's getting vaccinated. She's already gotten her first shot. She's going to go get the second shot. So, like, she's, like, pretty much, like, like if, if I wind up getting coronavirus, I could name the person I'm getting it from. Yeah. You know? Uh, 
Amber is all clear now. So I'm not going to get. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Good. So that's positive. Yeah. She no longer has it. Because now I'm not going to get it from Jeannie. Yeah. You know? So I'm either going to get it from the subway I stop to stop at when I'm getting pot. Yeah. And the pot place. That's it. <laughs> no. Ah. Then I the come last... the fuck home. And I still last... don't like being out there. The last four times I've tried to go to a subway, they've been out of the meatballs. They've been out of the meatballs, yeah? Yes. And that they've pisses me discon- off. They've discontinued roast beef. What? Yeah. That might be tied to my Arby's conspiracy. Because I went to Arby's and I ordered Arby's for the entire family and half of the roast beef sandwiches were the usual thin cut normal roast beef and half of them were thick as fucking rubbery as if they went to the nearest supermarket and bought the cheapest roast beef they could. Possibly. I think Arby's is running out of roast beef. So that tracks with your story of uh, Subway not carrying roast beef anymore. Now, well, well, I've heard now that that roast beef has gotten incredibly expensive, you know. Yeah, but still, you're a sub shop. I mean, like it's fucking roast yeah. beef, you know. But Subway, what I found out about Subway before this, like months, this was even pre-pandemic, and it kind of tripped me out. Subway. Doesn't have ketchup, and uh, they don't you allow. You can't get anymore. ketchup at fucking Subway, huh? I guess I never noticed that. That's odd. Yeah. Huh. I was like, seriously. So that is you weird. Have, you have mayo. And you have mustard, but you don't have ketchup. That is weird. That is weird. And now they, they don't they have ketchup. roast beef either. Hmm. Yeah, something's off. Something's off. I'm getting to the bottom of it is what I'm doing. I'm getting close to unraveling the mystery. And it, and it, and it seems random. Like, 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 mustard could have been gone. It just happened to have been ketchup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Turkey breast could have been possibly discontinued, but it's the roast beef. That's weird. I can't believe I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my ketchup. eye on the pickles. Okay. That'll be next. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, bunny. I'd like to do get you pickles want... and onions. Oh, we discontinued pickles. We discontinued <laughs> bread. Yeah. We also discontinued ice. Ice, baby. Yeah. yeah. You want to see what video I'm doing next? Yes. I'm a bit worried about it because there are warnings on the package. Mm-hmm. But 
the way I figure it, content is content. Bean boozled jelly beans, the fiery five challenge warning, extremely hot. Oh my god. And there's a there's a handy chart. It's supposed to be a game because it, it has a spinner that's included with it, and you spin it, and oh, which one are you going to get? Are you going to get a, a, a mild one or a hot one? But there's a handy chart in the back that goes from uh, mildest to hottest. The last, the hottest one is the Carolina Reaper. <laughs> And I'm gonna give it a try, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go down the the line and try and not lose my shit. Okay. And no, no, no. Willy Wonka has to draw a fucking line somewhere. No candy, no candy should be named the Carolina Reaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I didn't read this this warning before uh consume at your own risk keep out of reach of children on the under the age of 13 the elderly and pets do not consume if you are allergic or sensitive to hot and spicy foods peppers or capsation pregnant breastfeeding or have a medical condition due to the hot nature of this food it may trigger asthma symptoms i might die yeah do not give to persons except with their permission and only after sharing this warning. Okay, now I'm a little bit scared. But also they're jelly beans. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna try. When it gets to the end, I probably won't be eating a full jelly bean, maybe a little bite. I enjoyed watching you eat crickets. That's that's all I'm saying. That was fun. So, so I, I, was- I will be looking forward to this. I'm surprised at how many people joined in on that one. The only person who I wanted to join in was Amber because she said, oh, I'll eat those with you because I won't make a face at all. I'll be the one person who's all cool during it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not forcing anyone to do this with me except Amber. (laughs) Because fuck you for coming at me like that. Fine. We're going to do this. So... (laughs) But I'm 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 one subscriber away from getting 250 subscribers, which is half of my goal of getting to 500 subscribers. During which time, when I get 500 subscribers, I will be eating a scorpion. Okay. So that's exciting. Were, were ha- you torn between a scorpion and a tarantula? Well, when I finally did it for the video, I said, 500, I'll eat the scorpion, which shouldn't be that bad. I am from Arizona. And at 1,000 subscribers, that's when I eat the big tarantula. The big tarantula. Okay. Yeah, it's a big tarantula. And then it's a small scorpion. So okay. scorpion 500, tarantula 1,000. And I'm halfway to the tarantula, to the scorpion. So that's exciting. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. So if you want to see him, this is for story time. Get yes. to YouTube and, and subscribe to story time. Story time we'll, with Mr. Steve. We'll watch Mr. Steve eat a scorpion. Word. And then a tarantula. I want to see you eat the tarantula. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't while doing a really bad John Agar impersonation. Yeah, they. I I didn't do the best job with the crickets. So it's. I I don't know how I'm going to do the scorpion or the tarantula, but hey, if it gets subscribed. What killed me about the crickets was the flavors. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Honey, did you know you can get a bag of Cool Ranch crickets? Thank you. You would, you would, those would be your crickets. If you were going to eat crickets, I know that it would be the Cool Ranch. I would get you the, like, you wouldn't even have to tell me. I would just get you the Cool Ranch crickets. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then the weird barbecue. What were some of the other ones? Uh, Hold on, because I saved one to put in my background. So uh, it doesn't say. Well, the one I didn't eat was salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. Yeah. That was the one I didn't eat. Because what am I, British? Only British people eat salt and vinegar crickets. And then they have expiration dates, which is so good because you don't want to eat a gross cricket. No. Excuse me, I only eat fresh crickets. Yes. So, so that's fun. How are you doing, Bunny? Um, how, ex- how much um, did you love this week's movie? So excited to I, get to I, I, I liked it better than Amazing Spider-Man, but... I did not. I did not. <sighs> I did not. This movie I found more ignorable than horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's not enough to hate. Yeah. Like, 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 more would have to actually be, like, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, no, we'll get there. We're, I'm just really excited. I'm just really excited to get to it. You know, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get that stupid cartoon from my my frightened guy out because I just thought it would be funny if I just oh, collected yes. a, if I just collected a list of QAnon buzzwords, yeah, and just yeah. have them say yeah. them. You know, yeah, just like we don't have to talk about what any of it means. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that. QAnon Karen, are, are, are you're okay with the name, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, she she's coming along nicely. Yes, she is. People seem to like. People seem to really like that. Yeah. Uh, but she's going to take a bit more work. And from a stupid conversation, see, like I need a lot of little bits for the breaks. Yeah. You know, like short, thirty second, one minute, just stuff that's interesting to look at so like QAnon Karen I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing that just come out with a stupid fucking one-liner what's good for her to say uh if you get a stupid one-liner let me know okay might even open it up just like post one <laughs> just post hmm. one down in the comments we'll make her say that what batshit thing, thing do you want her to say um but I was on somebody. Uh, I was in somebody else's conversation because um, he had posted his fake Nostradamus quote mm-hmm. about Joe Biden, 
so I was like, you know what? You know what's one thing that Nostradamus said that never nobody bothered writing it down. Once Nostradamus said, "Can you pass the salt?" Nothing. 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 Nothing yeah. at all. So I'm thinking I'm just going to go Terry Gilliam style and do the the lost prophecies of Nostradamus. Excuse me, could I get some extra ketchup? Yes. You did exactly. say that once. Yeah. Or make up a, or or pick a recent event and just figure out how to say how to restate the event in the most bullshit way possible so that it passes as a prophecy. <laughs> That's a cute idea. The lost quotes of famous people. Yeah. And everyone knows like the famous quotes of famous people, but no one was there when Lincoln said, I think a play will be fun tonight. <laughs> or that time that uh, Mother Teresa or better, said, or better what 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 Lincoln said during the play was like this fucking play is killing me. Yeah. Or or even like nonsensical ones. Like my favorite Mother Teresa quote is when she said, man, I am fucking tired today. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite John Lennon quote. Uh, honey, have you seen my other sock? <laughs> my favorite Stephen Hawking quote is warning low battery. <laughs> That's my favorite Stephen Hawking quote. I think it was him. It might have been his computer and not him, but who's to say? I have found something through YouTube uh, to, to clone a voice. But I haven't got it to work right yet, and it still comes off coming sounding robotic. But you can give it like a five or ten second sample of somebody's okay. voice, and then you could enter enter in text, and it'll sound like that person saying the text. Huh. So, so the the and, and like it's a link to. A, a place in Google where it seems like it's all open source programs that people are working on. That's interesting. That you can kind of fuck around with. Because yeah. You're, because you're changing the sample sound and the text literally in the program's code. But I haven't, I haven't gotten it to work. Unfortunately, I tried, Hmm. I tried getting a sample of Bruce Lee, you know, but by default, by default, they have Trump, you know, and in the, and it's just Trump saying, subscribe to my channel. Uh, but people (laughs) have, but people have made Trump say black lives matter and things like that. You know, what would be fun to get classic movie scenes 
and redub them with the Trump voice. I'm just imagining uh, the scene from the beginning of Enter the Dragon, and it's Bruce Lee, but it's Trump's voice, so it's, don't look at the finger. (laughs) Don't focus on the finger, because then you will miss all of the beauties. That would be fun. Yeah. So that's just, something that's something else I'm working on trying to get cuz if I could get the voices, if I can if I can clone voices. I'm going nuts with that shit. I really want Ron Popeil and I really want Chriswell. I got a Chriswell puppet sitting there that I don't do anything with cuz I can't do a good Chriswell impersonation. Yeah. You could animate that record of Criswell's predictions that's out there. Because yeah. he did he did a record or two. He did. And I yeah, I used to have like a like an MP3 of like twenty-five minutes of his predictions. Yeah. And it was nonsense. A punched card. I remember that. A punched, a punched card. card. A punched I, I've, card. I've read a few of his columns and I find those fucking hysterical. Like the Ed, the Edward movie really nailed Criswell. Yeah. You know? Because, like, he would have, in his whole fucking column, he would have one or two funny predictions, but then the rest was, I predict your next movie will be a... It was exactly that. Yeah. I predict my good friend such and such's book is going to be on the New York Times bestseller. And it's like, I I, I know people are buying space in his column. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To promote their shit. (laughs) This is mostly what his columns were. Okay. The the longer this podcast goes, the more high I'm going to be. Yeah, me too. I took a little bit of an edible, and then when we started, I took another edible. So the the farther, the longer it takes, the more I'm getting a little bit out there. Yeah. Out where? Somewhere out there. Beneath a pale blue, I don't remember. Have I never you... saw Fifel. I never saw Fifel. I think I did when I was a kid. An American Tale. Yeah, that song's from. That was back when every kids movie had to have a ballad sung by a character, and then uh-huh. during the credits, an R and B version. Yes. Like the eighties and early nineties were were a, a gold rush for Peebo Bryson. <laughs> how about how about in the when's the last time a song from a movie has like hit the charts? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, she's probably right. That song was huge and it was written specifically for trolls. But but like like every fucking James Bond movie, the song was played on the radio. Yeah, you know you you would get on the radio. 
the theme from Welcome Back Fucking Connor. That was a great fucking song. That was a great fucking song. Welcome back, Carter. And the greatest American hero had the two best goddamn theme songs ever. Yeah. God, I love Welcome Back, Carter. The theme to Arthur can easily make me cry. Yeah. Like you could just start playing if you get caught between the moon and New York City. I'm in my 40s. I still don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. But that song just oh, it's like it's like someone just shivved me in the heart. Yeah. Love that song. I I hated Dudley Moore. I'll give him Arthur. Arthur was a fun movie. Yeah. But other than that, man, I really I, there was something about Dudley Moore that just rubbed me the wrong ass way. I just did not like him. I never saw the the Russell Brand remake. I did. You don't want to. But I thought it was hilarious because there's a scene where he's driving around in the Batmobile and they filmed it in New York and everyone is on the street with their uh, cell phones going, oh, my God, they're filming another Batman. And it's like, no, fucking no, (laughs) we are not. It, I mean, he was a great choice for Arthur, but that movie sucked. Yeah, yeah. I figured. I figured. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot else. What do you got <laughs> coming up for Shap? Um, what are you going to Shap on us this week? It's a Shap where... When you hear about what we're discussing, you'll think, why the hell are we discussing this? Okay. But when we get to the end of the shap, that's when you go, oh, okay. Here's why he picked this. Okay. I got a really complicated story, and I think I, I got the han- a handle on it. And I came up with a really great description of it. And right at the end is the tag where you go, oh, okay, that's what this has all been about. Gotcha. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really proud of it. It's really good. Good. Okay. Well, in that case, let's go get on over there because we're both only getting higher, you know? True. And, and we're, we're running risks of long pauses. So until next week, self-adhesive tape. Yes, please. And, and cut. cut on that. Yes. If you're like me, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it? It's sweeping the nation. But only real fans, true hardcore fans of this podcast who's been with us, who've been with us since day one. The real fans who listen to every episode. Only they would know the the two main facts about the both of us. Two undeniably real and in no way made up on the spot undeniable truths about the two of us, America's hottest uh, podcasting couple. 
Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, Bunny, the first fact is about you. And it's the fact that when you're not doing the podcast, you are a very successful Twitch streamer. So tell us, Bunny, what video games have you been playing lately on your Twitch channel? Um, I have been playing uh, a lot of Arcanon. Uh, I, I've I've been playing Asteroids. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people seem to really be bored. They seem bored. Like, like, how long can you fucking watch somebody play Asteroids? And like, you know, maybe nine hours is obsessive. I don't know. Uh, but that fucking little flying saucer, I'm gonna get that goddamn flying saucer one Hell day. Yeah. You know, Hell- uh, so, so that's, that's, that's basically it for Space Invaders Pac-Man, you know, the, the, the classic breakout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Love the channel. Big fan. Thank you. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do at this part of the podcast is find a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling uh, razzmatazz. So that's what this is. Another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Dun, dun, dun. Or SHAP, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name SHAP. Sure, it's short, but it's wise. It's the Jiminy Cricket of podcast segments. Anywho, this week on the old Chappity Shap Shap, we will be discussing the Falkland Islands War. Okay. Which on the surface definitely does not seem like a topic that has no funny twist, no typical Shap charm, no pizzazz with jazz hands. But I promise you, by the time we get to the end of this shap, the reasoning behind the shap will become clear. It's one of those shaps where, why, why in the world are we discussing the Falkland Islands War? But once we get to the end, that's when you'll be like, oh, okay, that's, that's why we came here. So, the Falkland Islands War. Um, you know how some people collect things? Like, oh, I collect stamps. I collect sports memorabilia i collect way too many funko pops for an adult you know yeah collections a lot of people have collections well back in the day england's thing was collecting other countries yes okay we'll take this and this and this well uh, america we collected black people it was the same yeah yeah so so the falkland islands are an archipelago off the southernmost coast of South America. It's it's only 300 miles to the east of the the bottom tip of South America. And as a result of that, for a long time, Argentina ruled over 
the Falkland Islands. For the longest time, Argentina was all like, look, it's right next to us. It's right here. We're but a stone's throw away. We claim all sovereignty over the Falkland Islands. And then in 1833, England was all like, oh, look, honey, it's the Falkland Islands. Oh, don't they look so cute? You know what? This is ours now. Yeah. And, and, and England kicked out all of the Argentinian knights and took over the Falkland Islands. Cut two. It's the 80s, and the Falkland Islanders are getting real pissed off with being under English rule, right? Yeah. And the Falkland Islanders were all like, look, we're being mistreated. Human rights abuses. Economic mismanagement. We're getting no money, and everything's crumbling, and we're not getting paid enough, and not getting enough food, working us to the bone. The bottom line is, England doesn't give a crap about us. So there's a workers' dispute. There's a, the workers go on strike, and all of the workers are like pissed off and we're not going to work anymore. We're going to, we're going to stop working under uh, British rule. We are sick of this. And they go on strike and they take to the streets and the workers are protesting and people are fighting them. And eventually the workers come to a conclusion as a whole and they go, you know what? We are so sick of England ruling over us and treating us like shit. Maybe we should go back to Argentina. You know, because they used to rule over us, and I don't remember them treating us like shit and not paying us. I bet Argentina would treat us better. I wish there was some way that we could, you know, give them a sign or whatever, but they, they were pretty close, the Falkland Islands from Argentina. So the workers uh, go to the, go to, let's go to the beach, beach, and they, they, they go to the big tall flagpole there by the beach and they take down the British flag and they raise the Argentinian flag. And they're like, Hey, Argentina, come and see we're pissed. We're sick of the goddamn Brits. We're sick of England screwing us over. So why don't you come and, and you can take us over? Cause we're sick of British people. And Argentina sees this. They see the flag changing and Argentina is like, huh? They've raised the Argentinian flag. Maybe we should think about this. Fun fact, Bunny, here's a little aside since we're talking about Argentina. Do you know what the number one job is in Argentina? Mm, no. The number one job in Argentina is sitting in a small cafe, sipping coffee and chain smoking. Oh. About 80% of the country has that job. Just I, I should send down my resume. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in a small cafe, sipping coffee, chain smoking, and cursing. Uh, that's that's the main job. So I, I feel like I was born for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Argentina uh, sees the flag and goes, uh, "Hey, the entirety of Argentina group huddle, come over here, everybody." Okay. So, um, hey. Uh, so the Falkland Islanders are getting pissed. They raised the Argentinian flag. Um, yeah. Should we try and take back the Falkland Islands? Let's discuss this. Uh, what does everybody think? And the general consensus is, okay, I've got a map here. This is the map. Let's discuss this map. Look, Argentina is 
300 miles away from the Falkland Islands, super close. We can see them over there. We can see them raising the flag for Pete's sake. We are super close and we've got an army. We've got people, we've got soldiers, we've got boats, we've got an army and we're super close to Argentina. Now look at this over here, all right? England is 8,000 miles away. To get to the Falkland Islands, uh, uh, England has to sail past all of Europe, all of Africa, all of South America. So if we do decide to take back the Falkland Islands, we've got the upper hand here, right? Yeah. I mean, I know that Britain is like this major superpower, but we're right here. I mean, I mean, we're so close to the Falkland Islands. Uh, that that we've got the upper hand if they decide to fight back. So you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. So 10,000 Argentinian troops take the short trip to the Falkland Islands, kick out the English people and say, here you go. Argentina is in charge of the Falkland Islands now. We have liberated the Falkland Island people. I mean... No one in England is crazy enough to f- fight a war 8,000 miles away by boat, right? Well, the problem with that is that it's England in the 80s. Yeah. And uh, the person who's in charge is Margaret Thatcher. At the time, Mar- the British press called her Milk Snatcher Thatcher. Okay. Because there was a legislation, it it was a free milk program, and all of these young kids got free milk at school, and it was a program, and everyone was proud of it, and Margaret Thatcher is just like, we're trying to save money, we're in a crisis, and we're we're throwing away all of this money, what, so kids can have milk? Fuck it. So she sponsored legislation to eliminate the free milk program for school kids, so you know that the woman who is literally... Stealing milk from children isn't going to just give up the entirety of the Falkland Islands. Yeah. So she sends the Navy all up in there to take back the Falkland Islands. And she's sending boat after boat after boat. And Argentina is all, hey, that's fine. England wants a war, do they? Well, we have the uh, advantage. So we're so close. We've got the entire army just right here by the beach. So this will indeed be an intense back and forth historical war. A tete a tete, a mano a mano back and forth. Oh, yes, this will be a massive challenge. Well, in pro wrestling terms, it was a squash match. Okay. It was... um. Spike Dudley versus Brock Lesnar. Okay. Essentially is what the Falkland Islands war was. It it was just a a squash match to use pro wrestling terms. England retook the Falkland Islands and basically spanked Argentina. But Argentina did have a, a few small wins. And one win in particular is quite memorable, especially for this so here is a uh, here is us here's the story. So England built a brand new warship. Okay. Okay. All right. Am I back? Is everything fine? That was weird. You're fine. What happened? Uh, I I don't know. Everything glitched for a second. I kept repeating like uh, Max Headroom. 
Okay, so England builds a brand new warship. It's a Type 42 guided missile destroyer. And they decide to name it after a city in Yorkshire. And so England sends this ship called the HMS Sheffield to join the task force that would retake the Falkland Islands. So the HMS Sheffield is sent the 8,000 miles to the Falkland Islands to try and retake the, uh, the island. The boat was originally built in the 70s and they were so proud of it that they said, look, we have memorabilia on the ship of famous Navy winds and look at these decorations and plush carpeting throughout every inch of the boat. So they this is, basically this is a had, they basically had, uh, they sent a battleship that had a gift shop. Yeah, but once the once once they said like, okay, it's time to it's time for the HMS Sheffield to go into battle. So let's take out all of the crap we've put in there. Let's take out all of the displays and all of the decorations and let's take out all of the carpet. Ooh, but this is really good carpet. You know what? We're going to keep the carpet in one room. I don't know, like the break room. I don't know if there's a, a, a an employee lounge in a in a warship in an English warship. But they say this one room will keep the really nice deluxe carpeting in. We'll take it out everywhere else. And so the boat is sent to war. Okay, and so the HMS Sheffield is in the ocean. I love this story so much. The HMS Sheffield is out in the ocean, and they're like, hey. We've heard a rumor, and here's the rumor. We heard a rumor that Argentina has submarines. Super submarines, like super smart submarines, like like stealth submarines, top 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 of the line, high tech super stealth submarines you can't even see them in fact they're probably on their way right now to destroy they had the advanced baking soda and vinegar engines yeah yeah but but the hms sheffield is all like they're probably on their way right now in fact they could already be surrounding us with their stealth submarines the argentinian stealth submarines so everybody all hands on deck watch out for those submarines those submarines are here i swear those submarines gonna come get us those submarines and eventually they get a report and they're like hey we've got a report about what Argentina's up to and the HMS Sheffield is all oh is it about the submarines because I heard they're super stealth and the report is like no sir it seems that the French have built a new anti-ship missile and it can shoot farther than any other missile that's ever been built before and one rocket can sink a battleship with a single shot and the French built this rocket and they've sold it to Argentina. So Argentina has these boat sinking rockets that we need to worry about. And apparently the SMS, the HMS Sheffield saw this report and said, ha, nice try, Argentina. What? Uh, Argentinian super missiles? It's probably just a cover to cover their stealth submarines. Everybody, keep a lookout for those submarines. They're coming. And they're super stealth. We gotta watch out for those submarines. Yeah. So, so 
the HMS Sheffield was so convinced of the existence of the submarines that they didn't see the rockets on the way. They didn't see the rockets until they were in the air. They're like, okay, keep that sonar on. We got to find those. We got to find those submarines. We got to find those. Oh, look at that. Look at that in the sky. Isn't that pretty? That's, that's so pretty. What is it? It looks like it's uh looks like it's a uh, smoke and it's uh it's coming our way and uh oh hey everybody uh brace for impact So the first rocket hits the water near the ship and they go phew It's a good thing that that didn't hit us cuz that really would have oh look a second one so the second rocket hit the ship's water main and caused a fire, a fire that they couldn't put out because the rocket perfectly hit the ship's water main. So they couldn't put out the fire. They couldn't put out the fire. And then they're like, it's OK. It's OK. We can try and we can try and corral the fire and it should be fine as long as the fire doesn't spread. Well, um, Remember that one room with the carpeting? <laughs> Set ablaze! Massive fire! And there's an explosion on the ship, and that initial explosion kills 20 men. All the crew could do was wait for rescue. The HMS Arrow was on its way, but it would be a while. So the captain, who didn't want to lose anyone else, ordered all survivors, all survivors on the deck of the ship. And it's like, okay, this is all that's left. Okay, we lost a lot of men and there's bodies all over the place and we're gaining water and we're on fire, but we just got to calm down and we've got to wait. There's a rescue ship, but we just got to wait. We just got to be calm. We just got to hang in there. I am not losing a single one of you we're gonna get in line we're gonna hold hands remember your buddy because no matter what happens even if we go into the ocean you're still holding on to your freaking buddy and we're not losing any more men hold on to your to your hold so so everybody grab hands so just imagine a ship full of smoke and fire and uh dead bodies of your friends all over the place and british navy men holding each other's hands, waiting for a rescue to arrive as ship slowly sinks. So the crew is scared. So finally, end of story, in what I believe to be an important historical moment, Sub-Lieutenant Carrington Wood saw everyone scared and said, hey, what if we sing a song? Okay. All of us together. That will surely brighten our spirits. And then uh, another guy said, hey, what song will we sing? Hopefully it's not something uh, bad that'll make us feel like crap. So Sub-Lieutenant Carrington Wood led the crew in a sing-along. And they all, as the ship sank, stood there hand in hand and sang... Money pythons always look on the bright side of life. Oh, my God. What I believe to be an important part of history. Yes. I love that story so much 
they all got rescued and nobody else died other than what happened in the initial blast and the 20 people died and probably the carpet, the one room that they left the carpet in probably didn't help matters, but all of the survivors kept their spirits up singing Monty Python's always look on the bright side of life. And that is flipping hilarious. And I love that. I love that so much. That anyway, is cool. That, that is very cool. I I love that. I absolutely love that. Anyway, that is it for Steve's Historic Approximations this week. Be sure and join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations! Thank you, Maxwell. Thank you. And cut on that. Buddy! Yes. We still got a whole show to get to. We we still got a movie to discuss. We've still got our shocking act three twist ending, our Shyamalan. But before we get to that, maybe we should say Shyamalan, Eleanor. Shyamalan. Say say it again. Say Shyamalan. Shyamalan. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Whoever your teacher is must be amazing. His name is what? His name is Mr. Steve. Oh, his name is Mr. Steve. Sounds like a really attractive fella. Uh, So before we get to this week's movie, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We we should take a break. (laughs) I concur. I also concur. Thanks, Maxwell. I needed double concurrence. Uh, We will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. An ass put on a lion skin and went bouncing around in the forest merrily. Scaring the foolish beasts by brooks and by rocks. Till at last, he tried to scare Bob. But Bob, hearing from beneath the main, that raucous voice, so petulant, so vain. Oh, ass.
my name is Bitey. I'm a Leo, and I love dewy spiderwebs in the sunset, long walks on the pavement, and hiding in shoes. And I'm looking for a special female, and girl, not everyone sees you the way I do. So let me look deep inside all eight of your beautiful eyes. And I don't see human like other people do. I see a glorious spider, baby. Yeah. So I want to let you know. I play spider with you all night long. Shimmy here. Up next to me. And do that stanky spider dance you do. So shake that cephalothorax. And your abdomen too. Ah, girl. Come on, come on. Be my spider, baby. how it is when a male spider tries to show you what he's made of and I gotta let you know I don't mind dying for just one night of sweet spider love if that's what it takes to get near your girl a hungry female may consume any invertebrate that comes along including her shooters but baby but baby I don't mind because you're truly worthy you're worth it baby my pedipals are palpitating, circulating. I could be perspirating, but I can't because I got an ectoskeleton. But that don't matter, nah. So let me be your daddy, baby. Hopelessly tangled up in your silky web. Let me kiss your fangs before you chomp off my head. Yeah. Species. Females eat the males after sweet, sweet love. But I don't mind. Nah. You see, I got eight boots on my legs for knocking. I notice you do too. Spider baby rocking on us down. You see, even spider love is blind. Come on. Ooh. Come on, come on, be my spider baby. Sixteen yeah. boots of spider knocking. Come on, come on. You know it's true, girl. Come on, girl. come on, come on, be my spider baby. Don't be afraid. Come on, come on, be my baby. Be my spider baby. Yeah. Come on, come on, be my spider baby. Be your daddy's spider lonely. Come on, come on, be my baby.
You are about to witness a new dimension in entertainment. Peter Lemongello. Oh, I could have been a million things. Peter Lemongello. A mood rock experience called Love 76. Yes, Peter Lemongello has created a new kind of music that's both romantic and moving. Just listen. In this two-album package, Love 76, you'll experience all the warmth and tenderness living in the heart of Peter Lemongello, plus the excitement that is Peter Lemongello on stage. Call 586-7700. That's 586-7700. Or save COD charges and send $698 for records or $898 for 8-track tape to Love 76, Box R7, Gracie Station, New York, New York, 128. These are some of my favorite worst posts from the last few weeks on the Oklahoma City Craigslist page. This one is called Prince Media Pandering. And it says, Prince, you would have thought he was the president the way the media carries on about this non-talented transvestite. Exclamation point. So, transvestite! Every channel went on and on and still are, I say, good riddance. Typical left-wing, pandering media, always pushing their cause. Hell, when Elton John dies, they will probably declare a national holiday for it. They should, because Elton John is a treasure, number one. Uh, number two, mm, you need to check yourself. And third, it's not media pandering. Apparently, it's a pandering media. It's, it's a media that's run by pandas. It's a pandering media. I like that. Live fast. Die young, leave a good-looking corpse. You just make sure you come back next week.
Sooner or later, the humans are going to find us up here. You should have known this day was coming. Are we supposed to follow our king and remain as silent as he is? We need to go to Earth now. We've been hiding here too long. Let's go to our rightful home. If we were on Earth, we would have a glorious planet to live on, thrive on. You're talking about betraying your brother. You're talking about treason. You're blind to his intentions. Right or wrong, he's dangerous. What I'm talking about is freedom. Freedom for all inhumans. Are you going to use your voice to kill your only brother? Stop it! What the? We will not let anyone or anything stop us. We will create our destiny. Nothing can keep us from being free. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. Act three, money! Act three! Act three! Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to work hard, buckle down, and finally, in eventually discussing our third act, our third act swerve our twist ending, our Shyamalan, our movie of the week. And this week is part three, week three, in our month-long installment of Odd Corners of the Marvel Universe with a look at the 2017 ABC television show slash IMAX movie, Inhumans. Yes. Funny, uh, IMAX, my god, IMAX, yeah, IMAX. Uh, when this, this, when this quote unquote you can't movie, polish a turd, it played in IMAX theaters for two weeks. And when the box office was tallied, they interviewed the IMAX guy, the president of IMAX. I don't know, uh, John IMAX scene the third, I'm assuming, and he said, uh, he basically said, look, they said this was going to be good. This was a piece of shit. It's not our fault. So that was fun. <laughs> what did she say? Uh, did you not watch it beforehand? No, I did not. I did not watch it beforehand. I had, I, I, 
I had the idea of like at the time that this came out, I was working in at the bookstore and there was an IMAX theater about 20 minutes away. So a part of me was like, Hey, maybe I could go and watch Inhumans. And then I saw the reviews and I'm like, maybe I won't spend like $9 to go see a TV pilot. Yeah. So I did not. So Bunny, on a scale from 9.95 to 10 plus, 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 how much did you love this week's movie? What was that scale again? <laughs> uh, on a scale from 9.95 to 10 plus, plus, plus. How much did you love it? Uh, 9.95? What a great I review. Go, I have to go maybe 9.6. <gasps> okay. All right. All right. Maybe a seven. I, I it's it's interesting, Bunny, because l- last week we saw 1977's Amazing Spider-Man TV show that ran in foreign theaters, and it was pretty bad. But at least in my mind, we skip forty years into the future, and here's a big budget, epic, grandiose Marvel TV series. Um, but I personally have more fun making fun of Nicholas Hammond on a rope (laughs) than having to watch this weird, strange political intrigue thing. And it's like, oh, who's the hero that we're supposed to root to? Oh, the guy that killed his family. Okay. Yay! Yeah. I can't wait to have the parent murderer on my lunchbox. Yeah. And and, uh, so so a big budget Marvel TV series so epic that they filmed the first and second parts, which we watched. They filmed them with IMAX cameras. It was the first TV show to ever do this. So it's in the history. The first two episodes filmed with IMAX cameras. And yeah, if I had a choice, I'd, I'd rather watch uh, Nicholas Hammond. At least he was in um, Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood. Yeah. First off, I don't see any. No, no, I, I, I got to just no. That movie was fucking horrible. It was horrible yeah. top to bottom. And in in humans, yes, it was horrible, but it was not that horrible. You know, the Amazing Spider-Man has set a new bar for me here. See, that's the thing about me and bad movies that I'd much rather make fun of 1977 Spider-Man than have to sit through this show that thinks it's the biggest television event of the century. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying that this is a good movie. Okay. You know, I, I I'm just saying, it, it, if you were going to stab me to death or shoot me, I'd rather you shoot me. I this this show was canceled after eight seasons. 
I'd like to think that in season, the show was canceled after eight episodes. Sorry, I'm a little bit high. The show was canceled after eight episodes. And I'd like to think that if they went to season, if, if this was a success and they went to season two and went to season three, that eventually we would learn that the guy with goat legs was like the grandson of Torgo from yeah. Manos, the Hands of Fate. Yeah. That he, that he has his father's legs. Yeah. We should, we should, we should edit the Torgo, the haunting Torgo theme over every scene he's in. <laughs> and he, the goat leg guy appears. <laughs> She's my girl. She'll understand. It's first and yet off. with the big budget epic, we're not going to pay for the real songs that yes. don't work for the scene anyway. We'll get a cover band doing the doors. And and a reason for that might be as far as I as far as I've heard um Kevin Feige was like, "Oh yeah, no, we're not going to do the Inhumans." But then the technical like CEO grand poobah of Marvel is this uh, right wing former Trump supporter named Ike Pellmutter. Okay. And it was his idea, his like brainchild, which was FYI, it's still pretty cold. And we have uh, one of the outside cats inside the house. And our normal cat, Eris, is really pissed off that there's another cat in the house. Yeah. And has been trying to kill the new cat and so fyi a fight's gonna break out at any second okay 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 between these two cats and it's gonna be a jump scare and i'm just warning you now okay so ike pelmutter's idea was hey look we can't get mutants right that belongs to fox so here's my idea and i think it's pretty good we'll do the inhumans and that will be our x-men yeah. And so I so I so I I think Kevin Feige so then they announced this as a movie and Kevin Feige's like we've got some great movies lined up like like Captain uh Marvel and Black Panther and also the Inhumans movie and other things. Yeah. And then eventually, I think Kevin Feige was able to like break that down to, oh no, it's not being a movie. It's going to be a TV show with all the budget of Agents of Shield. Yeah. And then, so I I have a feeling that maybe this. I mean, Agents. I mean, but that was part of the problem. I mean, like Agents of Shield was already kind of failing there. Yes. I, I like mean, Agents really? of Shield, but it, it became obvious that Agents of Shield was like the like, hey, everything that happens in Agents of Shield will be happening concurrently with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's like, oh yeah, but you'll never see Agents of Shield in a Marvel movie, yeah, because that would be a step below, and so you'll never see, I don't know, Agent Johnson Ramirez, whatever the fuck, any one of those characters. You'll never see one of them show up in like Endgame, yeah. Because 
here's the Marvel movies and way down here are the Marvel television shows is what it was with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So when Inhumans came along and it's like, oh, this will also be in the Marvel Universe. It's like, oh, no, I've seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I saw you guys cancel whatever it was, uh, Agent, uh, what, what's the name of uh, Captain America's love interest? A- Agent uh, Carter. Agent Carter. Nancy? Uh, Karen, a- uh, Agent Carpenter. It's all about it's all about the yes. band, the Carpenters. It's all done. <laughs> it's all done with Barbie dolls. Oh, her superpower is to purge on you. <laughs> Hi, my super name is Reflux. <laughs> so that's an actual character from The Incredibles too. Just oh. want to this time to explain. Uh, first off, I don't see anything fucking special about the Inhumans that would make me say, oh man, I would love to see this in IMAX. Yeah. Like, like, why why would you what is special about this that you would want to see it in IMAX? Secondly, the plot isn't anything special. It feels like a teen sci-fi series. Yeah. It feels like a teen. Well, this movie was problematic on a lot of different levels. Yeah. You know, there's like not even just one thing. The acting fucking sucked. Yeah. Some of the acting was just really low rent, especially out of Black Bolt. Uh, And he's not doing actual sign language. He's just going, "Uh, I'm, I'm just running my fingers together. And those are words. And it's like, I understand that you're from an alien language and you need a, you're from an an alien planet. Well, is the moon technically an alien planet? Anyway, you're in space. That's a whole, that's a whole debate right there. Is the moon an alien planet? No, because it's, (laughs) it's our moon, right? Yeah. I mean, they came from earth. They just went to the moon. Yeah. So, so, Oh, where was I? Yeah, so so I understand that he's like speaking. Uh, he he's an he's become an alien or whatever. But you could have learned actual sign language. But he's yeah. just making nonsense with his hands. Yeah, and that pissed me and, off. And get somebody, get somebody who has the ability to actually act with their face and not just make stupid fucking look. Yes. And also, there are some genius actors who could really work their fucking faces, and you know everything they're thinking. You know everything they're thinking. No, he's mugging for the camera. And also, if you have an entire uh, race of people that all get different special powers, can't one of them be understanding what fucking black bolt is thinking yeah like why doesn't he just have a translator you have all every superpower you got claw hands you got spiky face why can't you just have someone whose power is just understanding what he's saying and being able to say it to you and i just don't understand that and also and also i'm not sure if you know this but i'm so fluent in hawaiian uh history I, I believe this is the first uh, 
ever bit of media that was ever uh, filmed in Hawaii that didn't have that one version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. <laughs> By law, if you film anything in Hawaii, you have to put that song in there. It's a law now. You could get killed. Yeah. For not having that one version of Over the Rainbow in your thing. But uh, the the main crime in Hawaii. Yeah. That 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 will send the entire police force on you. Yeah. Stealing stealing suits. I thought it was leaking secrets from Lost. Nope, it's stealing suits. It's a it's a it's the highest criminal offense in all of Hawaii, which is why Black Bolt steals one suit and then suddenly 30 oh. cops show up. Yes. Yeah. Every yes. cop car in Hawaii suddenly shows up. Mm-hmm. We've got a suit stealer. Get down. Yeah. So and, that's and, and like you've you've alluded to here, like we're we're supposed to be rooting for the oppressive ruling class. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, talk yeah. about a way not to read the room. You know, I I don't care for any of these people at all. And Period. Then, and then clearly there are some things that work in comics that do not work on the fucking screen with real people. Medusa's hair was fucking laughable. Yeah, that, and, that, and yeah. like, like, there's nobody's fault to it. The special effect is as good as it could be. It's not like, oh, yeah. oh, well, the special effect was horrible. No, they pulled off the effect great. It just looks fucking stupid. Somebody fighting with their hair. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, so, like, I mean, it's just something that's fun in a comic. But not so much, not so much fun. And couldn't you have done the dog bigger? You're doing it anyway. Why don't you do it up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like a big pug. Yeah. So apparently, later on in the series, I guess they were over budget and CGI was expensive, which is why Medusa is bald. And the dog spends most of his time on Hawaii being hidden in a barn so that they don't have to CGI him. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. And then we had, and then we had dollar general Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar, dollar, dollar tree Loki. Yeah. Yeah. There is see so I was talking about how uh, uh, Kevin Feige didn't want to do the Inhumans, but the Marvel High Grand Poobah Ike Pelmutter wanted to do the Inhumans. So conspiracy theorists out there could make an argument for maybe this is horrible on purpose because Kevin Feige knew this was shit, but he was forced to do it. Yeah. And that that is embarrassing, not to Kevin Feige, but to Ike Pellmutter. And this was uh, Kevin Feige's way of getting back at him. But but that doesn't fully check out because ABC and Disney heralded this TV series as the second coming of Christ. Yeah. But then also a lot of this looks cheap as fuck sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 
a lot of it does and and nobody's particularly interesting you know there's nothing stand out about it at all there are some characters that are less annoying than others you know yeah and and we have a bad guy that apparently he's bad because they're telling us he's bad yeah and he's bad because he's trying to supplant the oppressive ruling class i'm not sure where the problem is coming in he's talking to the people who are being oppressed who do not because they do not have powers like he himself has no powers I'm getting some really mixed messages here. Yeah, so this is a show about a royal family of superpowered people, and they're all fucking dicks. Yeah. They're all horribly unlikable people. There's no one likable at, in this at all. So there's a Terra Genesis ritual, which I swear is some Suzanne Collins, Scott Westerfeld teen preteen sci-fi nonsense yeah so there's a dumb ritual where you're put inside of a giant humidifier and get hot boxed yeah and if you have a pretty power you live a life of royalty but if you get a non-pretty power uh hey go into the mines like a slave you're sent to work in the fucking mines yeah (laughs) And then I don't understand it either because it's like, oh, look, this girl has wings. How pretty. Ha, 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 ha. But then this kid can see the fucking future. And it's like, oh, you're not sparkly. Go in the mines, you fucking slave. Yeah. Like, like. Fuck. Harry Potter wouldn't be nearly as charming if all the muggles were forced to work in the fucking mines. Yeah. To and then serve like, the wizarding class. <laughs> oh, so all of, like the pretty powers get to live a life of royalty. Then why is fucking Torgo Jr. here? Yeah. Getting shot at. I, I don't understand this. And so we're supposed to root for the ruling classes that perpetuate a life of slavery in the mines if you don't get a pretty superpower? Yeah. Fuck this. Oh, I'm 100 like I'm 100% rooting for the bad guy who is trying to take over the throne. He's the only good person in this TV show. He is yeah. Moon Bernie Sanders. <laughs> for Moon Bernie Sanders. Who am I supposed to root for? The guy who killed his parents or the teenager with a pokeball uh, air airbrushed into her hair? Who yeah. am I supposed to care about in this? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. It, 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 she she's blonde haired and she has a, a a black line spray painted all the way to the back where there's a, a a circle and a dot in the middle of it. It looks 100% like they just airbrushed a pokeball onto her head. <laughs> and she has vague controlling climate powers, but I, I'm I'm not 100% not um, pokeball. It's a. Um, it's her on button. Could be that, but I was thinking more like a button. 
And we had the one guy. We had the one guy. The the Asian guy who was like, I don't know, was he he was something important. But his power, his superpower was being an asshole. His superpower is his superpower is, I think, in a situation I I can pause time and then go back and try again like a video game. Okay. Like I have infinite lives and I can just keep continuing because he gets attacked and shot at, but then he like pauses it and goes, okay, well that's a horrible situation. Maybe I'll try it differently next time. Rewinds time and goes back and does it again. Okay. So that's your superpower. Then why did you fall off a fucking mountain in Hawaii? (laughs) And crack your goddamn head open and bleed all over the place. Rewind it. We just saw it. (laughs) it what the fuck yeah and i'd like to think here's my idea that hey first of all in the comic books medusa has indestructible hair but apparently just a a bargain uh hair clippers can just shave them right off okay uh number two where did you get regular hair clippers on the moon but that's beside the point. So they shave her hair and they're like, ha ha, you're powerless now. Ah, but little do they know. She's been growing her pubes. <laughs> oh. So suddenly she's really good at close combat. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> she's gotta get, she can fight you now, but you got to get really close to her torso <laughs> in order to really be fought by her. Yeah. So I like that idea. So, so in my mind, the bad guy from this, first of all, you're really telegraphing what you want to be because that the bad guy in this was in Game of Thrones. Was he? Yeah. And so, I don't know who, because I never saw Game of Thrones, but I IMDb'd him, and sure enough, he was in Game of Thrones. And so this whole thing... <laughs> okay, Natasha has ran over here, and she is She hopped over here. I'm limping. I came back. I was actually on my way. I'm going to tell you, <clears> this <throat> is what I always want from a Twinkie, but a Twinkie never delivers. So, so you want to? So you every time you see a Twinkie, you want it to be a zinger. Basically, yeah. Okay. The kids are really into Dolly Madison zingers right now because I uh, I show them all the old commercials with the peanuts. Oh. From like the seventies and eighties, and now Maxwell says, "I'm going to have a zinger. I hope the zinger zapper doesn't get me." Okay, so Gorgon, no, uh, Maximus. Okay, that's him. I want I I want Rion. I want Freon. Oh yeah. He's an asshole. Ramsey Bolton in the mm-hmm. HBO series Game of Thrones. He feeds people to his dogs. Uh yeah, he also shaves people. Yeah. Oh shaving powers. What? This came out in 2017 yep. during that period in time where I don't need to know. I don't care enough. Yeah, you you don't need to. This feels like Marvel tried to do their own Game of Thrones. Yes. This was during that period in time where, oh, Game of Thrones. And if you're going to do it, why not do it in Asgard? Yes. Yes. 
I think they picked the Inhumans because uh, we need a royal family that we can do whatever the fuck we want with. And, you know, Asgard, this happens right in the Marvel timeline. This happens right before Thor Ragnarok. Okay. So I don't think that, that they were able to use any as guardians because it's like I, that's a property you can't touch that yeah so I, I i saw who the director was he's the director and executive producer of these first two episodes and i'm like who the fuck is this so i went and i found an interview with him and the guy's name is roel renee he said he only had 20 days to shoot the first two episodes that made up the pilot and it's like, okay, uh, sure. But I, I looked up Roel Rene, and I'm like, who is this guy? And why was he chosen to direct this TV show? Uh, Roel Rene is a cheap-ass effing director who primarily does direct-to-DVD movies like Death Race 2, The Marine 2, Death Race 3, and The Scorpion King 3. I makes his living on low budget crap and Disney said you're our man to film our epic IMAX atrocity okay so choice yeah I don't know about this at all but I feel like the bad guy in this he's up there with Killmonger and Black Panther as the uh I know you're a bad guy, but also you're right. Yeah. You are 100% right. <laughs> sure, you're killing some people, but also you're right. 100%. Because so, so to hype the series, the first two episodes were per, put together as an hour and 22 minute movie. And it played in 667 IMAX theaters in 67 different countries. It ran for two whole weeks in theaters and it grossed $87 million. Just kidding. It made three. <laughs> it made, it made three and a half million dollars. So the 1977 Spider-Man pilot made over twice as much in theaters. I want to, Bring that up. I would be angry if I wound up seeing this movie in the theaters somehow. I would be really angry if I forked over the money to watch it in IMAX. Yeah, because IMAX tickets are expensive too. Yeah, you know you're not paying like like five dollars, six dollars to go see this. You're paying a lot to see this. Yeah. And all you're getting is this. Yeah, I'd be real fucking pissed. Because, yeah, and I'm going to see it because it's a fucking epic Marvel movie in IMAX. Yeah. But instead, you just get a pilot. Yeah. That's horrible. That sucks. So that's all I've gotten for Inhumans. Yeah, I it, don't see I don't see how there's much. The the plot yeah. The plot was wonky as hell. Yeah. Black Bolt sucked. Just sucked as an actor. Yeah, None of them were cool. particularly 
selling me on anything. Yeah, not at all. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And fighting with your hair is just stupid. My hair. Oh, no, it's come to life. Yeah, it's ridiculous. it's, It's like I've always said, there's no way that you could swing a cat without it being hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that you can't fight with your hair in any serious way. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You are right. So that's all I've got for this week. Uh, next week, we will be wrapping up a month of odd Marvel films with uh, something special. Bunny, do you have two? Are you signed up for Tubi? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Tubi TV. Uh, I love it because it has a ton of crap. Yeah. It has it has a lot of things that that not that other streaming services don't have, but that other streaming services don't want. Yes. It has all of the Ron Ormond Christian scare films. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it, I love Tubi TV because it has a, just such good crap. It's got uh, all four seasons of Lucha Underground, which I love. And it, it's got next week's film, uh, 1992's strange adjacent film, Dr. Mordred. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. I already have Dr. Mordred. I love Dr. Oh, Mordred. I know, but we're watching it on Tubi TV because I want to talk about Tubi TV because it's got some wonderful crap on it. Okay. I believe right now it has the entire Shout Factory library. Really? Yeah, which is really good. It's got a bunch of uh, Mystery Science Theaters and it's got the Weird Owl show, which I love. Well, does that mean that I could delete the Shout <laughs> the Shout Factory channel? Well, I don't know how long they have it, but yeah, probably. I think it's all there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's another channel I check out pre- periodically for some weird stuff. Yeah, no, they've got yeah, and it's all on it's all on Tubi TV right now. I love any streaming service that has a specific category of here are cult films. Yeah. And it's like, okay, there you go. Thank you. This is, so I'm, I'm a big fan of 2B TV. So we're watching Dr. Mordred on 2B TV to finish off our month of uh, MCU adjacent yes. film. Is a good way to put it. And I'm glad we're ending the podcast because I am pretty high right now. Yes. Hey. So 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 that's it. Next week we were we are going to be doing Dr. Mordred and um uh we're going to be talking about things that Hollywood does that piss us off and another chap and it's going to be very good. But now that I look back at this week, oh man, the Falkland Islands war. Yes. Uh, the Criterion collection moon bernie sanders uh i gotta say i think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast i 
think it's been a damn good episode of the podcast. Yeah, good. I I felt the same way, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to step on your toes. You are the person who makes that distinction, not me. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, uh, you know, impose. But yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I have been Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of Eleanor and Maxwell and and what did you just do? Oh, okay. And uh, Natasha and everyone else, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Cut and print. Cut and print.